Jcar Pod. I'm Jenna, and this week it's just me and a guest. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, Danica's taking the week off to, you know, take care of her. We love to see it. We are supportive of that, and um, also I'm super grateful that her and Andrew let me have the week off. The previous one during my birthday. Um, that episode was so fucking funny. If you all didn't listen to Danica and Andrew recapping the hometowns, ugh, you fucking have to. They roast Tino's dad to oblivion and you just, it's a must listen. So make sure you're listening to that. We love you, Danica and Andrew. Uh, this week, I'm so excited though, to recap fantasy suites with a friend of mine and fellow bachelor commentator. Uh, please welcome to the podcast, Lamy. Hello. Thank you for having me back. Yes. Um, it's always a great time when we, when we link up. So I'm I'm really excited to get into it and roast some people and pull their edges out, but verbally, not not physically. We don't want we don't want trouble with the law. <laughs> no, no, please not. Um, yeah, if you are a Patreon member, you'll recognize Lini. They were on a Patreon episode about two months ago. We had the fucking time of our life just going over like just deep bachelor culture a little bit about you what got you into the franchise and we and you at one point oh, okay I have chills I have literally have chills thinking about when you when you took the piss out of Nick Fial and you said that he looked like he was wearing handmade jeans yep makes me so emotional he probably <laughs> goes to arts and crafts class with his partner it's probably <laughs> the most age-appropriate date they've been on oh. <laughs> uh, god bless um so if you're not a patreon member you should get on that there's uh almost two years of content on there including an amazing uh podcast that i did with Lamy. so yeah i'm really happy to have you here on the main cast and we can do all this and uh i guess briefly Tell the listeners a little bit who you are, what you do as far as Bachelor content, um, talking about it, and then like, yeah, I guess like a fun fact about you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so my name is Leamy. My friends call me Elle. Um, my Bachelor page is Take This Rose Pod. I launched an episode earlier this year, and then as the year went on, burnout hit so I've still been writing about the bachelor Mm -hmm. but online publicly I've just been sharing commentary here and there uh mostly socioeconomic and political um especially adding my two cents on Ethan um and why he's my top pick for our next bachelor yeah Uh, for those of you don't know what I do for rent is that I work in advertising as a nine to five so having a man that has a very fulfilling career Mm -hmm. um and also is in an industry where he's not looking at unemployment anytime (laughs) soon guys that is the man you want as your leading man not the guy who just lost his gig and needs the instagram followers Mm. i won't mention names it'll hurt too many feelings (laughs) it'll hurt too many feelings but yeah I'm all for The Bachelor casting an actively employed man as The Bachelor for, for a change. Right. I do remember back in the, like, the whole like, I, premise of the show is that we're like casting a, a America's like most eligible Bachelor. And that is one who has a job, please. 
Right. I like, I understand some people do end up having to quit their jobs to come on the show Mm -hmm. because it's several weeks and not everyone has a sabbatical. Mm -hmm. But if it's like, if you worked in commercial real estate before the pandemic and then COVID happened and then suddenly you take on a gig as The Bachelor, Mm -hmm. the timing is a little too convenient. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think of Blake Moynes. I know he's his run to try to be the, the next one. Okay, whatever. He's actually, I, I, I actually don't see his content because he's muted on social media. Um, like I muted him everywhere. You're so smart. Simply because I will mute anyone who talks about Africa like it's a country in their captions, right? Like you know the name of the country you're in, you know what was stamped into your passport at customs. And that's the only part of the country that you show, like whether it is Tanzania or Kenya or Botswana or wherever you went to go see this wildlife, you landed in a city first. Like the plane isn't landing at the wildlife. You got to land into a major airport first. Mm -hmm. So to perpetuate these pictures, like why can't you show yourself getting coffee at the airport in Nairobi? Demi Lovato did it. I remember a couple of years ago when I was um, like years ago when I was in boarding school in Kenya, um, she posted a picture of the very same like coffee spot at the airport where me and my friends would always get coffee. We're like, oh, my God, celebrities just Mm -hmm. like us. Mm -hmm. And now they're out there like with a brand new album talking about people who are just like Nick Vial. So beautiful. Mm. Can't wait until Natalie comes out with a similar album in 10 years. Lord have mercy. (sighs) Well, thank you for that. And very happy for for you to be joining us. Listeners, I don't think you guys understand how mentally unwell I am right now, but how this is everything I've ever needed. I'm glad. This is everything I've ever needed. Let's see here. I mean, I was going to say, like, can we talk about any, like, Bachelor Nation gossip that's kind of brewing right now that's of importance, but a lot of it is tied to the current season right now. So in, like, upcoming Paradise, I guess we could probably just get into it, unless there's something that's on top of your mind. Yeah, I would say Eric. Yeah. Eric and his blackface. He did address it. Very good. What I don't get is that there are non-Black people that I'm seeing in Bachelor Rabbit Hole's comments, basically everyone's comments, still defending him as if he's been attacked, as if he's been harmed in any of this. And he hasn't. People act like someone being asked to take accountability for their actions for choices that they made publicly is like the worst thing that could ever happen to them. And if that is the worst thing that could happen to you, that is indicative of white privilege. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that he apologized, but I don't know. It's not that it absolves him from like any future wrong. So Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where Mm -hmm. time will tell. Mm-hmm. he said that in his apology a little bit like towards the end he's like this is not the only thing I'll do this is like the beginning you know it's just yeah yeah 
So I appreciate the apology. I don't think any other Black people have to accept his apology. I will mm-hmm. never speak for my entire community. Um, but I'm glad it was addressed because I was tired of the trolls being like, you guys are dogpiling and blah, blah, blah. And, and do you mean a troll by a name of Reality Steve? Can we get into it for a second? Because, I mean, he he is the epitome of what you just said, of these white individuals who are who are wringing their, their hands over the pain that somebody like Eric is, like, now having to experience because there's this, like, dog pile, his literal words, and that the losers, again, his literal words, are the ones that are just going to be, you know, being so mean. And that's just, like, just wrong on a lot of levels. He's literally telling the black people who are <laughs> frustrated at this that they're losers. Yeah, it just really does speak to like his the way he sees these kinds of things. Like he really does, he is worried about Eric's like well-being <laughs> over him just taking accountability. And like you said perfectly, it's asking for somebody to take accountability is not like we should that's I strongly believe that Reality Steve is the Andrew Tate of Bachelor Nation. Oh, God. <laughs> Without that microphone and that, that video cam on his laptop, there is no way that that many smart and attractive women our age or any age mm-hmm. are forced to listen to mm-hmm. his annoying grating voice. Mm-hmm. And that's why he keeps talking shit because he knows, like, there will come a day when his time will be up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like his time is already up because he was he was exposed for being a complete creeper. Yeah, yeah. And now there are other places where people can get spoilers. So, which and I'll add to that. What I heard this week is also I don't listen to his podcast. I just have a, a trustful source who <laughs> relays important information to me. And the thing that she told me this week was that he had to go back a bunch on his. Um, spoilers for this season we're a spoiler free podcast and um he had to go back on a bunch of them and that he was basically telling people that he was a lot of his spoils were just him assuming things based off of the content we're receiving and then but in the past he's made such a big deal about how that's what other people are doing and that he's better than them because he has real spoilers I'm like he doesn't he's been wrong for like at least six six seasons whoever's giving him information is giving him wrong information and now that he's like alluding that he's actually just making up a lot of them as fan fiction essentially which is like what any of us is really trying to do I was like so you go from credible source to fan fiction overnight when people tell you you're wrong how convenient how convenient now he's like pissed that people are are like roasting him for this and it's like you've made your entire platform off of being credible and you're like time after time not being credible and making these mistakes and uh it's fine we all make mistakes but like it's just so funny that anyone gives him the time of day so yeah cheers to him uh losing his platform one day um and i'm gonna be called a loser for wanting to see that happen but hey it's fine Shout out to the 16 listeners. Hey, dreams do come true. (laughs) I have been, I remember in 2016, I went on a date with this guy and he's like, what is one of your big dreams in life? And I said, in my lifetime, I want to see Lilibet kick the bucket. And as of yesterday, she did, praise be. And I am with the guy that I was on a date with. So in wow. a really good relationship, and we got to celebrate that moment together. Manifested that. Thank you so much. Dreams do come true. 
if you pray enough. It's so true. Oh, shout out to Princess Diana. You would have loved this. Hey, what's up? I'm your host, Tori, and who is ready to be petty? On RTBP, I am breaking down all the latest Hollywood scandals, deciphering all the ins and outs of your favorite celebs, and dishing about the TV shows we love to binge. Each week, I'll be here with special guests who bring a different perspective to every story we are diving into. If you're into Taylor Swift conspiracy theories, trash talking, hashtag Bachelor Nation, and sending out cries for help from, I don't know, the people who can make you into an influencer, this podcast is for you. But seriously, if you're looking for someone to be petty with, come join the fun because everyone is invited. You can listen to Ready to be Petty wherever podcasts are found and find me on socials at RTBP Podcast. See you soon. Bye. So, yeah, speaking of, um, what's a good transition for that? Speaking of uh, a slow death, we have to go into two episodes of um, Fantasy Suites, y'all. And honestly, it was the most dramatic part of the season so far, though, right? It is. It is. And it's only only going to get messier. Yes. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, because I did do a poll on my story asking people who they thought was the villain of Fantasy Suites. And the majority of people said production, mm-hmm. which is a very valid answer in many ways. Right. But let's pretend for a second that yeah. these are adults who are very capable of making their own decisions and have autonomy. If that is the, the future or the reality we live in, um, the biggest one to me, I guess, is, is Eric. <sighs> um. Mm, I know everyone wants to make Jason one, but I don't, I have thoughts and feelings on that. Um, yeah, God, I really hate all of these men. I guess Eric Tino. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're villains for me for the, for the women. It's Jason, I guess. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. I I can see I can see how you arrived at that because mm-hmm. some people said he's a private person and mm-hmm. that he wanted to be out behind closed doors to discuss certain things, and that is one way of looking at it. However, he did know he was signing up for a show, right? right? right. He did know that this is the environment in which this relationship would be forming. Mm-hmm. So it's not like. He met someone, he met Gabby out in real life without the cameras and all of that happened. And then all of a sudden she was like, oh, actually I'm kind of like an influencer slash celebrity or reality TV star. So from now on, while we're dating, cameras are going to film this. We're going to be mic'd. It wasn't, it wasn't a novelty. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And while I understand, like, he may have some really personal things that he wanted to share in private. He maybe didn't want to, like, do the trauma dumping on camera, right, that a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, He knew trauma dumping or not by hometowns. Yeah. But he wasn't ready for an engagement. He said that to his mother. So that means the family knew and they were smiling in her face. The whole thing just rubs me the wrong way. That's a really good point. Yeah. 
He, I, yeah, because I think in the past we've always had, there's always somebody who realizes they're not ready. And we often go, you know what show you signed up for? Um, but I do think that sometimes you are still just like, you don't think you're going to get that far. Um, and then now you're like, holy shit. But I do think in this case, you're right. Like he knew pretty early and um, still let it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say you, so let's say you embellished a resume, right? Mm -hmm. And then you get the interview, you go through a couple rounds. You didn't think you'd get that far, right? Mm -hmm. And you get to the final round and then they tell you, okay, we need you to, like, I speak, so Swahili is my first language, right? But I don't ever use it in a professional capacity. Mm -hmm. Like, don't ask me about advertising (laughs) in Swahili. I I will bomb at it, right? Right. So I put that on, but I put it on my resume. Yeah, the UK language. language. Yeah. Technically, I speak it, but I I sound like a city girl. It's my <laughs> sound like people know exactly which part of my city I'm from when they hear me speak it. Mm-hmm. So in a professional setting, they're like, "Okay, we need you to speak Swahili." Like, "Are you sure you speak Swahili?" I'm like, "Yes." And then I get hired for the job, and they're like, "Okay, we have a client." <laughs> who wants you to speak to them in professional Swahili? And I'm like, Uh-oh. actually, I'm not ready. <laughs> actually, I'm really, I don't think I'm ready for this. I'm not yeah. sure what's real. I don't feel comfortable in front of these cameras. Like, I'm not, I'm, I, I think we, I think we speak in different dialects. Like, most of my Swahili's, I would, I, I, I mostly use slang. It's not that serious. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, I knew in round three that I was told, hey, there's an engagement coming. We're close to the end. So it's like, you know, that's coming up. You know, you're not ready at hometowns. Fantasy suites and hometowns are, I'm assuming, a week apart. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're not there one day, the chances are, you know, you're not going to be there in a week. So it kind of, I hate to say it, but... It looks like Jason wanted the trip to Mexico. I really was what my thoughts were. I was like, well, you know, at some point I would probably just go because, you know, I'm having a good time. Which is kind of bogus to me because it's like, you're an investment banker. You have money. You could have gone to Mexico on your own. But no, he's like, no, no, no. I want to, I want to save money, blah, 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 blah. I mean, he would, right? That's how these, uh, these right (laughs) and he was like this is this is there's a lot of risk there's other people here and blah 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 blah." and so now I'm not into it and I'm like this is why you can't fall in love with an investment banker because he treats you like someone in his portfolio (laughs) he's like I need to assess I need to I need to see you out in the real world Mm -hmm. I need Mm -hmm. to know like when I have ha- access to all my other hoes, like, are you going to be come out on top? I need to see the whole portfolio. I need to know how you rank, you know, to everyone else in my life. So this can't work here. I can't be in an environment where you are my focus and I invest in you, yeah. even though that is what was in the contract that mm-hmm. I signed. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they, investment bros are going to be the ones that know how to get out of contract too they're going to know the fine print and they're going to know how to do it That's so well said okay yeah well there you go for jason you know too too real for the show but in a in a bad way well god bless i mean 
I just can't read Gabby ultimately. So I don't know even who she really wanted. I mean, I think she was obviously hurt by it, but it's such a weird thing that's going on. So I think going into fantasy suites, um, I think it was a pretty even playing field, right? Mm -hmm. But you can see that like, so Johnny is the guy that like she shares humor with, right? Yeah. Jason is the lover who has been through similar therapy, therapy which yeah. is, <laughs> come on. I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> In 2022, that is, yeah, that is an instant AFAB boner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's be real. And then Eric is just, oh, he sees me. I'm not weird to him. Yeah. I'm, you know, yeah. like he, he, like, he uses, uses affirmative, like, you know, love language stuff to me. Right. And he makes me feel like I'm easy to love, which I mean, I feel like anyone who's watching at home, Gabby is so easy to love. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, of course. So like on paper, when you're watching her in action, so easy to love. Um, so I think that that was the thing. She had a back, she came from a background where a primary caretaker told her that is oh I just I'm not able to give you what you need mm-hmm. I am not able to do that could you lower your standards could you change your needs mm-hmm. to meet me where I am and someone who's been doing that in that moment with John both Johnny and Jason I'm pretty sure her inner child must have been screaming because I know mine was yeah so true yeah, because, you know, she mentions, like, she has had to ask for love throughout her her life. And so asking these men, even to, yeah, even get to the level where she's having to ask them, like, are you ready to make a commitment is a huge thing for her. Um, and then to have them both re- say no um, for various reasons uh, is, sh- yeah, that's so fucking hard. It's hard, especially when I know, when we know that Johnny is going to paradise after <laughs> he's been announced in the cast. It's like, so you weren't ready for this engagement show. So you're going to the next engagement show. Yeah. No, I, I really did. I had a moment where I was like, that's actually pretty like foul. I don't hate Johnny, but I'm just like, that's just come on people and like yeah there's always that eventual like I wasn't ready then but I'm you know more ready now kind of vibe but it typically isn't on paradise usually the guys or whoever the individual is that gets far enough in the season that eventually admits that they aren't ready aren't usually the ones that go right to paradise it's like it's if it is a late is it if it is a person who made it towards the end that goes on to paradise it's like a Brandon or something who we will also see on paradise who it was more just gotten his heart broken like he was ready for love he was ready for the commitment but just the lead didn't want them um and so yeah it is fascinating but obviously it made sense because you can just take a cab to paradise from where they were filming and you have i mean that has to be why they were in mexico right because the filming was so close to each other because they did push back bachelorette filming this season um and that's why we're having a fucking festival fall festival paradise this year <laughs> like, what right so he must have just gone into like covid isolation and then started the new filming which to me is bogus because it's like 
You didn't even take the time to be sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it really just shows the cracks of the show sometimes. It's like, oh God, good Lord. Yeah, Johnny, I, mm, I just, I just don't believe that he was genuine enough with no. Gabby. I think he was just mm-hmm. like, I'm going to be the funny guy. I'm going to be the class clown. I'm going to be easygoing. Mm-hmm. But when she asks for anything serious, she's like, oh, this isn't it. Mm-hmm. No, so true. I didn't, think, mm-hmm. I didn't think we do all this. And it's like, mm-hmm. families were involved already. Like, God. what did you think this was? I mean, if we're being generous, there, you know, there is this like kind of understanding sometimes if you can like, get them private and you can just talk about how like maybe we just want to date after the show or you know not get engaged or even fake because I imagine there's some couples who've had the conversation in fantasy suite privately that say like we don't really want to be engaged but let's just do it for the the you know to get through this because we do want to date you know um you know but then you get other ones like Juan Pablo and um what's her face who um who won and they just dated you know um for a little while nikki um, or like matt and rachel right yeah matt and rachel great example yeah right and those and those examples like matt and rachel have worked better obviously than yeah. Juan pablo and anyone who has had the misfortune of being with him yeah. but i think in this case looking at the context because of who gabby is she knows what she wants and what she doesn't want because she's she's dated mm-hmm. thoroughly and has taken a good look mm-hmm. at all of her relationships mm-hmm. and the patterns in those relationships, those patterns in relation to her inner child. Mm-hmm. She's done the work. Mm-hmm. She's probably read some of the books, same books we have. You know <laughs> what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can tell she's like very aware of like her attachment style because she's so aware of herself that's why she's able to sit these men down and look at them and be like i feel like you're full of shit because of a b c d and read them for filth yeah that jason he- morning was so good i was like damn but she's right though Mm-hmm. But she's right. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, I think when she posted the other day that she was at, was it a football game or a baseball game? It was some kind of American sport mm-hmm. that I'm not well versed in. My sport is The Bachelor, so. Um, so it was some kind of sporting event and she went with her friend group. All gay. Yes. <laughs> so you can't even, like... You know what I mean? When you have a bunch of queer friends, you are above the age of 30, you've done the therapy. It's so good. You don't have time for games. Bro, what are we doing? Yeah, what are we doing? So I good. told you what I'm here for. You signed up for it. You agreed that was like those were the terms and conditions. It's so real. Now and you're she, going back on that. Yeah. And she just is like, you do not have to apologize. And when I say you don't have to apologize, I'm not saying it's okay. I'm just saying just you don't have to do it. Like just stop because. I understand what has happened. I'm, I'm, you know, aware and, uh, you led me on and we're good. Right. Because why let men apologize for things that you don't like, we're not going to accept the apology. Mm-hmm. So like, so I think, I think that was a bold move. I mm-hmm. think that was a bad bitch move on her part. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
yeah I I think at the end of the day Eric was like I understand he got into his head because he's like I'm the first one I might be the first one because it's like so early on and then there's gonna be other guys who she might also hit it off with so then it'll be conflicted blah 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 but to come in and lay it on thick the way he did or talk about how oh um I'm feeling this in this way and I want you to take that into account whenever a woman has tried to go to a male lead like that they get sent home immediately that's auto they automatically get labeled like oh you're crazy you're too clinging you're do you're doing too much like yes so why do men get a pass to be like oh my god he's just so in love he's just he's just really into you no he needs to understand what boundaries look like and that boundary is right now it may not be the like it may not feel like the best but it's like it's been polyamorous dating from the beginning why is it now because you've had a moment of jealousy and insecurity instead of sitting with your difficult emotions why make that her problem and project that when she's already got so much on her plate it was really that was like such a painful interaction for me for a lot of reasons because we know that subcontext of a lot of these fantasy suites are this right in previous seasons I absolutely know there's a man every season if not more who is fucking putting this weird shit on the women um but like to see it be said so boldly was really just like so so sexist and was just horrible I hated it and because he did say it in such a weird way and also he I mean she was right he was she felt like he was trying to pressure her into some kind of reaction. And that's what it felt like to a viewer was that it was trying to manipulate the situation to her, uh, um, uh, giving him some kind of reassurance that would, um, you know, put her in a really bad position with the other contestants and with her morals and, or, or not morals, but like who she is and what she's trying to do. And like, I'm sure she assuaged his, his worries as much as she could in the privacy of being like, this is the journey, all these different things. Yeah. Like, why are you, if you, you signed up for this, you must know. And then to see it, him come out and do it publicly, like the way she, again, as you were saying, the way she has no patience for these men is so beautiful because she fully just like let him out there was like, oh, so you're doing this again now because we did this privately and what you're doing now is fucked. Exactly. And I'm glad she said that we talked about this privately because oh. now I'm like, oh, so he is showing out for a camera. Oh, goodness that was so good I mean it was so painful but it was so good <laughs> thank you Gabby but it's it's how she's always been you know and during Clayton season that's exactly who the Gabby is that we've had you know where she was just like you you kept me here so that you could hurt me more you begged me to stay so that you could do this and to Eric you fucking brought me out to this bridge so you could hurt me more <laughs> Woo. And the producers were involved. I will say the producers, because that handwriting, I'm like, there's no way his handwriting is that neat. Come on. I will not give him the benefit of the doubt of that much producer manipulation. They absolutely allowed it to happen. Of course, that's what production production does. You you can't have late night meetings without that happening. But I, a friend texted me and was like, do you think they, like, what did they say to him to get him to say that? I was like, nothing. He's that kind of man. 
I don't think they got him to say that, but the fact that he he was probably like doing something like he was probably pacing, right? True, like yeah, he was yeah, in yeah. his head. So he's probably pacing and then he's telling the producers like he probably slipped up and said to, to the producers, this was our conversation. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they asked. I'm sure. And they, then they were like, oh, do you want to have it with her again? We can bring her out here. Fair, fair. But And at night too, yeah. when she's probably trying to get some beauty sleep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we'll send her a note. We'll send her a note. What do you want her to say? We'll write it for you if your hand is shaky. <laughs> so true. They tried, they fucking tried though to make it look like it wasn't their normal handwriting. is so stupid, y'all. We can see your shit. Oh, can we take a brief second to go into conspiracy corner? Um, Jayanon, as I like to call it. Um, it did you see the speculation about how she was wearing the yellow dress, the same yellow dress? that she wore when Jesse Palmer told her that Logan had COVID. Right. Okay. So she was wearing this yellow dress during Eric's nighttime portion of the fantasy suites when they're having their dinner date. And it's literally the same dress, same hairstyle, different earrings that she wore during the conversation where Jesse tells her that Logan has COVID before he goes to the med and say, Oh, it's canceled because of the Logan situation. Never says Logan has COVID to the men right um and speculation has been brewing that logan did something on that ship that got him kicked off and that there are scenes that have been filmed of him and jesse being jesse being like you need to pack your bags and leave and there's scenes of gabby crying that we never saw the men seem to think there's a situation with logan but they never are told it's covid we never see logan saying bye bye i have covid even from a distance on his cell phone he could have done a little like random shaky video all of that doesn't make sense why was there there was no covid outbreak they did not quarantine no one was wearing masks and now so that speculations are brewing for weeks and now we have the same yellow dress and it's like to me it means that they filmed the scene of jesse telling her that he has covid weeks later in mexico that would make a lot of sense and i could understand why they it's not surprising because i watched another reality tv show do the same thing earlier this year love island uk did it when jacks left the show they Mm. acted like he left for his mental health Mm. but then another contestant asked oh was that because of me? And they had both been involved with the same girl. Mm. What I'm thinking is someone did something illegal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> someone did something illegal, mm-hmm. violated the cruise's policies. Mm-hmm. They were also abroad. Yeah, uh, well, who exactly. Knows? Yeah. Who knows? who knows? There could have been a law that was violated there. My wildest guess as an immigrant, it's mm-hmm. not. It's not that far fetched. He did some shit to get himself deported. I feel oh like. Oh my gosh! Is there like a? He either got so- kicked off the boat or deported deported from the country. Yeah. So if we are speculating, there's not. So in which remind me again, which country did he get kicked off in? Do we know? In, in, near Amsterdam, but uh, yeah, it could have been in one of the other ones leading up to it. He was gone during the Amsterdam episode. He was gone during the Amsterdam episode. Mm-hmm. 
So he, he, they got to Amsterdam. So episode before that, end of episode before that. No, he was in Amsterdam. He did the cheese date or not cheese date, the other one, whatever it was. He did the kink date that was in, yeah, in Amsterdam area. He did the kink date during the daytime date. And then he was gone from the rest of the episode. He got, he got COVID and left after the kink date. Yeah. That means he was acting up in Amsterdam. Um, my speculation there was a Q&A on a former ambassador contestant stories once upon a time where they asked like, hey, do you ever just like, you know, get stoned on the mm-hmm. show? And they're like, no, they drug test us. Mm-hmm. They were in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. My bestie lives in Amsterdam. There is, it's in a coffee shop. Yeah, you can get it at a coffee shop. Yeah, yeah. It's everywhere. So chances are they're testing them continually for mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. When they're on that boat, especially when they're going to all these countries, if that is somewhere in the contract, they're not going to tell conservative America, hey, we're booting this person from the season because mm-hmm. they got high and they violated our contract. They're also not going to tell liberal America, we're booting this person for being stoned. Exactly. No, exactly. Exactly. Because I would be mad, I would start another through. petition. <laughs> Right. And Gabby was like, this is so, this is so dumb because I was getting to know this guy. He goes and gets stoned. And now he's in trouble. Like, this is, this is dumb. And so I think it makes sense that that was filmed in Mexico because if he got himself kicked off for some dumb shit, she was probably upset how just like, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Exactly. And she probably didn't sit there and cry for the camera. She was like, okay, I heard you. Go film what you need to film, but leave me alone. Let me process. Absolutely. And the scene that we did get of her and Jesse were so like lifeless. She was just like, oh no, that sucks. It's like, because it, first of all, it's like three weeks later and you do not care anymore. So that's right. why she had to like pull out every acting she had and be like, oh God, that sucks, you know? But I just want to go fucking hang out with Eric now in my yellow dress. Right. She was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can I go to dinner now? (laughs) Can I go to dinner now? I love it. And I don't mean to be that kind of person who's stereotyping people, but Logan looks like a stoner. Go to his Instagram. I'm sorry. This all talks so much to me. Let me, oh my God. I love this. Okay, good. We solved it, everybody. Um, so, but I guess let's finish up with Eric a little bit and then we'll move on to Rachel. So yeah, the Eric of it all is so, I agree with all we just said about like, production definitely urging him to go have that conversation with her at night and how fucked it was we loved how gabby handled it but let's skip to the end of the episode you know basically um when jason and johnny excuse themselves to paradise um i don't know if jason's gonna be there uh probably not um we get her doing going to the room of eric to talk to him and personally i just want to say I'm really mad at the show for trying to impersonate the Desiree season finale, which they know is my favorite season. And I really feel like I'm personally being attacked by production. Yeah, I. It's trash. I I love the Desiree finale because there's only one man left and it's so beautiful. And it's that's the one for her. And she goes through the whole process because it was Chris and he's there and then she tells Chris at the end it was only you and then they just like ruin it (laughs) it's so weird I think that 
given that we've gotten a glimpse of what's coming, mm. that's probably point. why. Good point. Um, I think that it was also because Gabby was like, rose ceremonies to us are just like a little blip, right? Mm-hmm. To them, it's like long hours of filming. They do so many different shots, different angles. Like, it's no wonder that we've seen people faint before. Mm-hmm. It's like excruciating, especially like if it was like women up there, they'd be standing up there in heels. Yeah. Ugh. They're under all those bright lights. So, the amount of heat that's coming down on them, I could see why Gabby was like, it's already hot as hell out here. I'm into you. I'm feeling you. You're feeling me. Mm-hmm. Let's just get, you know, let's just do what we want. Let's go talk to, let's go talk to Neil Lane instead. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Neil is like, do you want me to go pin like a little corsage on you? Or do you want to go talk diamonds? So good. So true. Uh, Yeah. And so that's kind of what happens. She goes in to like, kind of talk to him about the mess he made the other night but then you know very quickly just goes like well I get why you did that <laughs> and guess what I've been just like lying or just like pushing myself and not allowing myself to really feel the feelings I feel and like you've shown me what this love I've been looking for is like I fucking hated it I think what she's saying is not that his behavior was excusable, but she's like, yeah, in the real world, in a normal setting, anyone in a monogamous situation would have a problem with what was going on. So true. But but she's like, well, now that the other two are gone Mm -hmm. and the show is over, that context no longer exists. It's Mm -hmm. just us. And now it's like, okay, you were worried about my connection with other guys that is now a non-issue. So I don't want to fight you over it because over something that's now a non-issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think she's the type that likes, she does, she's not with the drama. No, so true. Yeah, why hold on to that? I mean, I just, for me, I see it as a red flag, but um, I, do, I do, but I feel like if it comes up again, she'll address it rather than mm-hmm. like, she'd rather address what's happening in the moment and see if there's repeated behavior to address mm-hmm. it again. So because true. holding the grudge wouldn't have been healthy either. Because oh, it's like, oh yeah, and that's the therapy in her for sure. And you're right; I, I should rest easy knowing that Gabby is pretty good at calling out when people continue to fuck with her. So right, because even if she's like, "You're the one," if tomorrow he acts very not the one, she'll be like, "Exit stage left." Yeah, which we might get next week. I don't know. It's some, it's definitely some interesting drama that's gonna happen um so let's talk about rachel for a little bit oh rachel 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 let's just take a deep breath yeah <sighs> what are we gonna um do i want to preface what i'm about to say by first of all coming out as someone who has five pisces placements <laughs> knowing that rachel is a pisces and Rachel reminds me of me before I discovered therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautifully said, to be honest. Yeah, Rachel's not a bad person. Rachel's not over emotional, really, in my opinion. She's just she's just in touch with her feelings and they might be a little bit of a mess. But what I'll give her is that she expresses them. You know? Yeah, 
I would say I'm just concerned about Rachel's so two things I've been concerned about all season and I was really grateful when they stopped putting them in rooms together yes thank god so I'm noticing the wording where Rachel's like oh having Gabby there has been such a great support and Gabby will respond with I love you it's been (laughs) great to talk to you but never calls Rachel support because by the time they got to the mental all Gabby is watching back the group date that was Gabby's group date. It wasn't a double date. Rachel and her men were invited to watch so that one, they'd have an audience Two, everyone wouldn't be cooped up in their rooms. Yeah. Oh my God. She made it about her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like when, when Gabby came out and said like, Hayden or these men are saying shit about, you know, so-and-so men have said these things to me or about me. And she's like, well, they have a great connection with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's giving pick me vibes. Mm-hmm. She's giving pick me vibes. Mm-hmm. And that is why I am not surprised about one. I will say two things. That is why one, I don't fall fault Gabby for like giving things a shot with Logan mm-hmm. because it's like, had the roles been reversed, she would have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I believe that given mm-hmm. from, given what we've seen mm-hmm. number two, the way she's handled, you know, like not naming her, not naming her needs um very much leaning into reactive responses mm-hmm. very yeah. mostly reactive responses to something that frustrates her instead of addressing the person be like okay so this is fucked up you need to go i am going to continue with my day right like most people would expect um that that to me is deeply concerning but when you watch all that and put it all together it makes sense why tino has gotten this far yeah 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 in my poll i think that above all else one of my villains not just for you know hometowns or overnights but this season has been tino yes is because unfortunately i've experienced variations of tino in the sense that he is the most covert type of love bomber Mm. people think that the love bomber is a person who showers you with compliments and showers you with you know and does all these grand gestures Mm -mm -mm -mm. and no Sometimes the worst types of love bombers are the ones who immediately want to be exclusive. You're a contestant on The Bachelorette. Why are you immediately being like, I've decided I'm going to marry you without even letting, waiting to see what her choice. You don't even know she was feeling you like that. And now because she doesn't have a sense of boundaries of her own, Mm -hmm. you planted that idea and she's like, you're right. You're already mm-hmm. sure about me. I should discount these other relationships and start sabotaging those. Mm. Because you're already ready to get down on one knee. 
you're already ready to commit to me. You're ready to go toe to toe with your family for me, which is another red flag. Mm. Um, Mm. And they're just like very, like the fact that her family wasn't scared to be rude on the first time meeting her. They're like, what if they did end up together? What if they ended up date? Like, even if they didn't come off the show, don't come off the show engaged. Yeah. Let's say they come off the show dating and that is the only interaction you've had with this person so far. Oh, and the way he was so willing to just like, be like, no, it's fine. It's fine. I love you. It's fine. I love you. It was to me, you said it was covert. It was so blatant to me. God. And yeah, it, he is just like that type of gaslighter, the or not gaslighter, um, love bomber who, yeah, just truly is just on a fast track. And that's the game. Get you, get you hooked, get you committed. And then they can start doing the other stuff. And right. Cause what did he that. do in their connection to earn the title of boyfriend? He Nothing. won a cheese competition yeah. and suddenly he's the, I'm no, I'm, I'm the guy. I'm the boyfriend. Yeah. I did yeah. the cheese thing for you. Cause he could see that she liked him early, of course, you know, and gave him like the first impression rose. And um, so he was like, okay, yeah, that's going to be my, like my whole thing. And he's been so quote unquote confident the entire time. And the one time she like, doesn't, uh, uh, you know, reaffirm his winning status. He is a little baby back bitch to quote Ethan, and it's just like shows us exactly what's going on but yeah he but after that moment he goes back to of course just being like i'm gonna win i'm the one she's my girlfriend she's gonna be my wife i don't know shit about her when his parents are like have you even had these conversations he's like yeah we've had conversations about stuff he literally said stuff i was like I mean, sir you have no idea what's going on um and both times when she's brought up his family being difficult and rude to her he was just like ah no babe don't worry about it guess what I love you that's right you love me great but did you talk to your mama and your dad about talking to me crazy and she fucking like you were saying earlier she's just immediately like oh my god that's amazing here's the thing he's not going to I don't think there was at any point where he called out his parents for their bs because Mm -hmm. He's the same type of person. That's how he communicates. Mm-hmm. And we can we can deduce that because when she canceled a date and she's like, hey, guys, I'm canceling group date. I want to not because I don't want to spend time with you, but because I need a minute. Right. So she took some time to regroup. I won't fault her for that. It may have been emotionally reactive, but she's like, no, no, no. I need time. She she honored her emotions. Mm-hmm. I will give her that. She honored her emotions. She honored her needs. And she said, I need some time for herself. And he pulled her to the side next time he saw her. He's like, how dare you not come see me? How dare you cancel that? How dare oh. you take time for yourself? Oh, God. And the way like it was like a very like because I'm your boyfriend, like, why don't you know that I care about you, huh? Like, why would you, why, why do you have, why do you have needs that don't serve me? It felt so wrong to me at that time. And I talked about a little bit in the podcast that I hated that moment. And everyone was like, oh, he's, he's telling her you could come to me. I was like, no, 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 y'all. He is, he is making this about him in a way that's really uncomfortable to me. 
he is talking to her like she's a child first oh, of all wow oh why you had a problem you had an issue why didn't you come out of your room and talk to me <laughs> that's the, it's the same tone Ooh. oh you're an idiot why didn't you just do this What's wrong with you? And hey, guess what? You're also an idiot for thinking my parents don't like you. That is gaslighting, right? You know? So she's like, hey, I don't really feel great about this. And your dad like fully straight up told me that I don't, it, this is won't go well. And he's like, no, 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 you're wrong. You're not reading this right. This family's great. We're good. They're absolutely going to love you. And then at the sprinkled in confusion, like of like, Oh, you know, I mean, I wouldn't expect your parents to just love me right off the bat. Like, he's just like completely, you know, uh, defending his family when they were. <laughs> By making her question her reality. Like, hey, I took a moment for myself. And he's like, yeah, taking a moment for yourself is selfish because you're taking it from me. Yeah. Or calling out my parents with their behavior is like, how do, know, how do you know your parents won't react that way? How do you know that you're not exaggerating this reality? You're reading this wrong. Oh my God, it's so true. I guess, I guess what? I bet her family won't fucking like him because he's a dick. <laughs> Honestly, you know, was ready to snap at any point. Like, he looked like he was ready to break. He does always. He looks like, if I don't get my way. Like, honestly, if she had, like, broken up with him sooner, he would have been talking so much shit in the confessional afterwards. He would have been, like, one of those guys that's, like, mm-hmm. it's her loss. Like, she's mm-hmm. not going to find anyone better. Blah, 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 blah. He would have been, yeah. been one of those guys. Yeah, I hear 100%. it in my head. Yeah. Completely. Wow. Oh, goodness, y'all. Not good. It's not good. It's not good. But, but then Rachel's entertaining him. <laughs> what she's allowing is what's continuing. No, of course. Absolutely. And, 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 and yeah, and praising it and, and about to just jump right into all of it. Yeah. So. And then putting all that shit on Zach. Yeah. Let's get into the Zach of it. Wowie. So. Mm. I, okay i don't like zach um in general but he I, I, whatever i and you can have a different opinion than me um but i i don't like him <laughs> and i do think that what she did was she, she put all on him and that is unfair it, that is unfair period but at the same time i also am like who amongst us has not done this and sometimes you do need to lie to a man to get out of a situation that you're not comfortable in anymore. And I believe it's twofold. Yes, she wants Tino, blah, blah, blah. She's been convinced that he's the one. I also do think that he is MAGA and she found out during the nighttime portion and decided to just gaslight him into thinking that it's about age and ready for engagement when that's clearly not the answer because as everyone has pointed out, she was also 25 when she was on Clayton season ready for an engagement. Um, so I just want to say, like, if you're a woman out there who's had to try to convince a man of something that was kind of inconsequential, inconsequential, uh, whatever, you know, not a strong consequence, then to get out of it, I just want to say I see ya, <laughs> and I've done it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I definitely thought it was that conversation because he was like, we talked about politics and religion, and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, say more. <laughs> My thing is, okay, 
So I don't want to judge, but she's from Florida? Yeah. Supposedly, people DM'd me, and I didn't ask for proof because I was unwell this week, but supposedly she has, like, has confirmed that she's liberal. Okay. Somewhere. She has confirmed that she is liberal, Mm -hmm. so she doesn't share maybe the politics of older people in her family. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you can't tell me that, Dad. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, especially, like, she went on the show and everything that went down with Clayton and that those fantasy suites I'm pretty sure there probably would have been like more backlash Mm -hmm. with her being like uh the bachelorette if she was if she was like conservative herself because I remember Hannah Brown season she Mm -hmm. went around and talked to these old ladies before a season they're like don't kiss too many men Mm -hmm. and she was (laughs) and it wasn't until like you know, the whole Luke P thing blew up. She's like, well, I I had sex four times and Jesus still loves me. Like she needed that. She doesn't seem like she, she needs that and Jesus still loves me validation. Mm-hmm. But it's nice to have a confirmation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it I don't think that's the only reason, of course. <laughs> don't think that's the only reason. There's something happening behind closed doors. And I'm pretty sure Rachel had some way. It's again, both of these bachelorettes are have, trying to have reasonable, diffusing conversations behind closed doors. And these men want to be dramatic. It's so true. I'm, I'm going to go to the producers. I'm going to send a note. I'm going to tell Jesse. <laughs> Uncle Jesse. <laughs> this girl was kind of mean to me. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> These dramatic men. <laughs> you know, my roommate pointed out that this is the first season we've had in a while where we didn't have a like roided out aggressive man, you know, that did a big fight. Um, and it's like instead we get these fucking- <laughs> we get these baby back bitches. Yes. <laughs> Give us Ethan. Give us Ethan for Baxter. I want no one else. Please. I'm just for those of you who don't know, I do not recap The Bachelor because I have been refusing to watch the show. I did not watch The Bachelor when the thumb was the lead. Thumb from Spy Kids, you know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I will watch for Ethan. I will I will oh break I will break all the rules for Ethan. You hear that producer who's listening? You hear that? <laughs> come on let's go i will encourage other people to watch i will text the whole group chat listen and listen he was the first and only current cast member to support roses for everybody with his full chest and um it's just it's perfect if you want a win and again i'm talking to the producer that's listening if you want to win you just gotta cast him he will be the perfect lead to usher in your future fat contestants Thank exactly. You. Thank you. Let our lactose intolerant king win. I know. IBS needs rep- representation, please. Honestly, I felt so seen. Serious? No, I mean, like, seriously, literally, I can't even. I know we do. I joke. Like, like, what is it? Like, the average American size for women is size 16. Let's have representation. I'm, I'm sure the representation. All right, we have another guest coming on. Oh, hell yes. Oh, baby. Let me speak to Everyone say hi to Malkia. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. I'm sure the um, percentage of Americans with IBS is so fucking high and that would be such a great representation. Also he's Asian and that would be great. (sighs) Okay. 
I digress. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's true. And I think we will probably find out more. I mean, clearly Zach is going to stay in some capacity into next week. Um, while I don't enjoy him, um, I enjoyed this drama. I do think it's interesting. And I, he is being messy and going to uncle Jesse and it's going to be interesting to see how, see how it all plays out. Cause I mean, he is kind of making Rachel look like a fool. She also looks like a fool because she told the camera that she doesn't want to say she loves anyone because she doesn't want to pull um a Clayton and then she proceeds to pull a Clayton essentially Martino says I love you I love you too I love you so much and then she also tells even that she's falling in love with him um are we getting into the Avon situation yeah let's do it I think I think it's the preview for me. Like I, I was like, okay, she didn't fully like she gave her relationship with Avon a chance. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, so she's not ruling out a relationship with a black man. Mm -hmm. Also just, just look at Avon. Come on now. Look at the material. It's, It's he's so fucking hot. He is like, he could just, he, if he just looks at you, right he could tell you the sky is purple and you believe it yeah absolutely he could he could rob me honestly and honestly Rachel I mean that's the thing every time I see them together I'm like she is feeling this right this is the actual connection that I am seeing but then they're not showing as much of it of course um but I'm like every time they're together like she's like fucking on his lap and just like I really like you you know it was the least dramatic one. Like he didn't need to bring out an uncle who works on television. He knows ah! what it's like. Right. Um, he knows what it's like to not grow up in a non-nuclear family and to still work on himself and be open and vulnerable. He was very open about the fact that, you know, past partners were, not the favorites of his parents separately Mm -hmm. but he took he went through the trouble to get his divorced parents into the same room for the first time in years wow so true there was a tarot reading come on come on there was a tarot there was a reading there was come on like the spirit spirit said full steam ahead Mm-hmm. you're ignoring spirit Rachel and then I thought okay maybe she's gonna have a civil conversation with him about why it might not work out mm-hmm. right because she's already said I love you Jatino even though she was falling in love with him she spent the night with Ava I'm sorry if I if I was in her shoes if I'm spending the night with Avon, the rest of y'all can go home yeah I'm waking up next to Avon. The rest of y'all just just pack it up, pack it up. We can keep it cute, but y'all gotta pack it up. Um, we can bake it for the rest of the remainder of the right. Show. There we go. Um, like if I were her, I would have gone from Avon, and then the other two, I would have treated them like they were a munch. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, for those of you watching who don't know what a munch is. I recommend consulting TikTok. <laughs> I'm not going to go into detail. Here. <laughs> I'm not going to go into detail here. Um, then I watched the preview. 
And the snippet that I saw, unfortunately, confirmed a fear that I had about Rachel, that I have about any self-proclaimed liberal white White woman. woman. Yeah. Because I was telling our dear friend Ash, for those of you who don't know who I'm talking about, Ash Talks Batch on Twitter and Instagram, amazing commentary, sign up for her newsletter killer tiktoker too literally she i love when she entered her tiktok era and i was like that is this is what the world needs we love to see it Mm -hmm. we just we love ash and i was telling ash i said happy for both of them happy for both women to get this opportunity i can on her own i can see why gabby is a catch right and not to say rachel's in a catch she's she's a pilot she's very accomplished right But what did, what do we see on screen? What was like, what sealed the deal for each of them to become the bachelorette? For Gabby, it was who she was. She was undeniable from the beginning, right? If she had gone home earlier, it would have been like that situation where all of America's like, why did you send this person home? Mm -hmm. They're Mm -hmm. such a sweetheart. They deserve better, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And people would have still demanded for her to be the bachelor next, right? The bachelorette next. With Rachel, part of why she's a bachelor is because she's a blonde white woman who cried her nail extensions off. <laughs> if I, I, like, if anyone darker than her had cried like that, no. like if they had, how hard was Natasha sobbing? Mm-hmm. A paradise. You don't see her getting the same opportunities. They're not ringing her line, even though, you know, they gave an extra rose in that. But it's like, that is not the same as getting the consolation of a paid gig as the lead. Absolutely not. That definitely comes with whiteness. And if you, yeah. And if you're talking to, I think even if you were talking to a conservative mom a little bit and you ask the same question, she, if, without realizing it she would give you the same answer she would say it was because she got heartbroken and cried her fucking nail off and so yeah like you it's this it's the answer and like you and I are seeing it from like no it's more of a white supremacy <laughs> like of course she's like we can't also have a um a, a POC woman as a just a solo lead apparently I mean we, we can't have, you know anyway um not anymore because we went too far uh fucking woke mob but yeah uh yeah exactly no i mean that is the really the only reason we had her is because she got her heart properly destroyed or whatever but it's like and on this show you cannot break a blonde woman's heart (laughs) not on america's was so true that is how hannah got it like she went home fucking eighth place but her going home speech or whatever i think it was six actually um was so like we don't let me love kind of shit i'm like girl you're fucking 25 i don't give a shit (laughs) right i want to be chosen i won't allow myself to be heartbroken i won't let people i won't let nobody keep me down blah 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 blah. and i remember when i knew that like when people said at the women till all mckenna was trying to do the same thing because she was like so "Hmm, true hmm, hmm." choose and i was like it was love (laughs) right and it's like you can't just be mean to me because i'm a blonde white girl i'm hating like 
Whereas the brunettes of our franchise have had to be these badass girl bosses who don't take shit for no one. You know, we got our Becca, we got our Caitlin, we have our Gabby, we have Rachel, we have, I mean, it just goes on and on. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was all Gucci. And I told Ash, I was like, there's nothing wrong with crying and, you know, her expressing her emotions. But if at any point she uses those white tears and weaponizes them against a man of color, I, that is, that'll be it for me. There will be no redeeming her in my eyes. And what I saw in that preview. Okay. Remind me. Cause I'm, I'm blinking in that moment in the preview. In the preview, she's having a conversation with Avon and she's like, Basically, I think like trying in the process of like letting him Let down, him go, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, wait, I thought things are, you know, he was just asking questions like, wait, what? Like, what's going on? Like, I don't, I don't know. And suddenly in that moment, he's not agreeable, Avon. And so she's like, Are you raising your voice at me? Did you oh, just write? Right. Oh, really, Rachel? Really? That's the car? Really? Mm. That's what we doing? You want to be that white girl? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Agreeable. Yeah, agreeable. Ivan, when he has been. Yeah. Oh, Boise. Yeah. And it it is. I mean, and I, I don't. I hate being like. A liberal white woman being like, oh, liberal white women suck. But it is, I mean, it's just, it's, it is just so true. You know, it's like these types that are like her and others, people are just like, oh, this, this person of color is now just like setting a boundary or asking something or being, you know, and now it's like, ah, you're yelling at me. Right. But when Tino talks to you in that tone, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. 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 It's fine. He's even ruder to you. He's even more condescending. But when he does it, it's fine. It's because he's your boyfriend. Well, and it's like her dad, too. Let's be frank. Right? Tino is her dad. In many ways. So, I mean, there's that layer to it as well. But it is just a... It is just a... Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Uh, well. Because uh, before we got into that part of the conversation, I was like, what if though? Like, what if they are trying to throw us off and they trying to make it seem so Tino centric? And then we're gonna get uh this Avon, you know, kind of coming out of the end, you know, winning vibe, but yeah, we'll see, I guess. Mm. Annoying. God damn it. I just think. Avon deserves better. Yeah, I think I mean, truly. I think if the Bachelor really wants their ratings to skyrocket, I don't care how racist this franchise is. If you make Avon and Ethan double bachelors, everyone's tuning in. Everyone's tuning in. I don't care. You have to be like, mm. like you have to be like deep, 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 like Nazi level racist mm-hmm. to not see that these men are hot. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's even some, um, and you could probably speak on more too of like some colorism of it all that would um, play into everyone tuning in. Right, exactly. Because um, Avon has a, has a white mom. Yeah. So who everyone loved, you know, so yeah. Also like way to pitch someone. Um, he's from No Love. Honestly, 
The man said, oh, we going to NOLA. Yes. Oh my God, that would be so good. No, it wasn't him that was from NOLA. He was from where? Um, Salem. Sam, yeah. It was, but so it, much history i know it was great i mean it felt very i mean that lady that like, witch they talked to his mom was a witch clearly listen america her his mom was a witch listen up honestly that would do it for me it was like i'd be like hey so instead of doing this whole process why don't we get a reading <laughs> yeah. hometown's, <laughs> hometown's happen week two and he's just like See, mom. this is why i can't be the read be, i can't be the the like the lead because i get a reading just like every week be like hey what's going on and there's like oh there's there's uh there's the overnight dates coming up our hometowns or um we're cutting down the guys and it's like yeah you got the death card and the seven mm-hmm. of swords and i'm like Woo! <laughs> You would have to be like, like week five or so when they like bring in a friend, you know, you've already pre-planned it where it's your particular friend who re- does readings is the one that comes, but they don't, the show doesn't know that, you know, it's just like, this is the one I'm bringing. Oh my God. That's so good. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. No, I have like two friends who do readings, like who are astrologers for a living. They would yeah. be pretty good. So yeah. Good. yeah. I would have them read them just be like, tell me you know just tell me what your j name man i need to um get rid of now it's like oh yeah is there and they're gonna ask the traits i was like is there anyone who has this energy is that something you've been experiencing that person's gotta go (laughs) make the cut make the cut babes make the cut queer bachelor win queer bachelor win that's probably why they won't give us queer leads because it will be over so fast you see the lead like go to bed he's like yeah i'm going to bed i'm really tired meanwhile shuffling spirit what are you (laughs) as soon as the cameras are done (laughs) you just hear behind the door it's like what is that sound it's my vibrator i'm one of those leads It's a regular. I'm playing all the terror. <laughs> Don't. That's why. Oh my God, it's so true though. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. They really wouldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't. They're cowards, and that's the true answer. They're fucking cowards. Fucking cowards. Since um, we're talking about the preview, yeah. Let's yeah, because we're wrapping up. I think. I think Eric is going to be disappointed beyond the whole blackface thing, right? I think in that moment, even in Mexico, because you can't have nice things because men are the way that they are. Um, I think Eric does something once again where it's like, you can't, okay, it can't be the producer two times in a row. It Thank ain't, it ain't double homicide, okay? That's a grown-ass man. Mm-hmm. But I am the man that I am most excited to see that I think that America is united in wanting to see is Gabby's grandpa. Thank you. Thank you, Grandpa John. Please come back and save us from this. The, the, all these men are bad and you're the only good man. Mm. He's going to tell it um, like it is too. That's who, that's who I'm really excited to see. I think that moment when she talks to someone who 
loves her without wanting something from her has has shown up for her her whole life she will have so much clarity so I am excited for that conversation that is the point in the season that I've been more excited for because I think Grandpa John should get the final rose all my roses for Grandpa John yeah first impression all my roses but yeah, those are my those are my thoughts on the end that's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, we'll barely have a breather before paradise. Um, I watched the preview. I watched the preview, and I will say, I am freshly judging these men based on who they end up with. Because with the men, I don't know all their political affiliations, but for most of the women, I do. Mm-hmm um mm-hmm. and it's just have you like ha- is there anyone from the preview who stood out to you any of the couples no I mean like my brain is not remembering most of them to be honest I do think there was one that I was like Ooh, um I think whom- whomever Serena like hooks up with I was into Serena and Brandon yeah I was like that's good there was, that like, was interesting else. to me mm-hmm because that one girl who released the state um data on political affiliations did say serene's a conservative oh so true yeah and the fact that brandon is vibing with her makes me very concerned because Mm -hmm. all his conversations around race were very much just like it's hard because i grew up in a nice part of portland but not everyone liked my my black dad being with my white mom and it's like is that for a reason in Portland is an Brandon. interracial couple really a novelty? I mean, kind of just side-eyed it a, a little bit. Yeah, that's just truly. And also, like, I I will say, disclaimer, you were more of the expert in Portland yeah. than I did. Living in Chicago, Illinois, um, people here don't believe Portland is a real place, right? It's not. Um, it's not. We're on a, it's a dream, um, a nightmare many times. A nightmare that is quite white. I mean, there isn't. A, I mean, well, because we've pushed out the black community, you know, as a city. Um, and yeah, I did find his comments on that just very like, yeah. I mean, he's not wrong, um, but also like, I mean, I, I he lived in he lived in the suburbs too, you know. Right. He said his he was, fault, but like, I, yeah. He said like I went from East Portland to the suburbs and i'm like there's something about this conversation there's nuance that's missing there's things i'm just not trusting Mm -hmm. about this yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it's just it's just funny how the cards that michelle was dealt were not great i don't know why I've, I haven't wanted to talk like I've been trying to avoid mm-hmm. talking about this but we already brought up Nick Vial yeah I think talk about the listeners at yeah. this point know who I'm gonna address there is no matter what we you broke off an engagement on the on phone, the phone? Not even like face to face. And you're like, I was sitting there. I was done. My emotions were building up. I was just, it's like, we had, we had, we kept having frustrating conversations and it's like, yeah. In a relationship, you know, 
you know those things happen right I was like yeah that's what relationships are especially one that's new after getting off of a show everyone knows the first six months are hard for these people uh so it's like yeah duh yeah so he doesn't do well with conflict and disagreement Mm -hmm. and said yeah I'm gonna go tell Nick Vial was your sit down yeah no I the choices being made and then right after her birthday I'm like well, I went that. I went to her birthday and made it shitty for her and then I had that I'm gonna go ahead and break up with her it's like do you not hear yourself and it's not like she was like pressing she was like hey if we're not going to this thing we have to give them a reason like do you have a commitment can you or can we brainstorm what to tell them he's like this is how I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you that I can't be with you. That's really harmful. It's really hurtful. I would be so sad. I would be so sad. And then he doesn't, like, he doesn't even help himself by prefacing all this with, oh, I've been labeled as a fuckboy since high school. Yeah. Yeah. So this isn't a Bachelor Nation, like, race, like, Mm -hmm. you... Mm-hmm. Everywhere you go, since you were an mm-hmm. adolescent, you've been labeled mm-hmm. a fuckboy by people who are not only watching you through a screen, people who are watching your actions on the daily. Yeah. 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 It's really pretty, pretty sad. And I, and I, and I, I just, I'm sorry. Michelle is not a, he's like implying that she's become this like fake spawn con lady i was like from this is coming from you who dropped a skincare routine spawn con ad this week you know i don't get it i don't i don't i want all of them to make money but like you don't i don't know it seems it seems unnecessary to just a timeline of everything so sorry my cat feeder's going okay it's done the recording said sorry i hate the sound of my own voice i realize i hate it even more when it's recorded in swahili it's just so bad i hate my voice in every language every time i record it oh here i am yeah podcasting yeah yeah no I Nate is so many levels of disappointing so many levels of immature and the fact that she is she wanted to get more sympathy to get all of that could have aired this out sooner but she didn't out of respect for their privacy because there's even if she not like there's there's no way in this she knew there was no way he looks like a better girl. He's like, yeah, it makes my story look bad. No, 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 it's it's just bad. It doesn't make your story look bad. It's bad. And then you go on to Nick by all podcasts, all podcasts, and you just make your story look bad again. Like now, it's just like we're keeping bad company. And then you're talking about her being a SpawnCon queen. You go on a show. You say you've never been in love. Suddenly you're like, oops, we're engaged now. Oh my God, I have a fiance. I can't believe it. Oh, I'm in a relationship where actual conflicts arise. I have to work on this or difficult emotions that are coming up. Every We're not agreeable to each other every single day. 
Yeah. We're having disagreement. Oh no, I don't like these. I don't like these uncomfortable feelings. Mm -hmm. I'm going to break up with my fiance over the phone in like a very cold, fucked up way. And then shortly after, I'm going to decide, hey, I want to move to L.A. and model. So it's like the move to Minnesota was too much, but a move to L.A., boom, mm-hmm. let's let's go. Skincare routines, all of that. <laughs> no, and it's just like, I guess people were saying it, you know, when it's like he's not ready for this and he wasn't. Again, I don't think I don't... he's a monster, but he clearly wasn't ready for it. Because before it was we're not moving in together right away because we might be going back into the office for my job. Right. But you can be in LA. Yeah. The way that he insinuated that she's like fake in some regard because she decided to stop teaching and then eventually moved to LA is so frustrating to me. When she perfectly described the reason why she stopped teaching. Um, Cause she doesn't want to get fucking shot. Um, please. Um, and you know so yeah it's just like it's just like that that actually was probably like the biggest like i'm like livid because of that, that I, was, like, I saw that in comment sections that's why I, every time i see somebody trying to be fucking weird about michelle in the comment sections i'm like just say you're racist and move on like what are you talking about amanda, amanda Santon didn't have a job anymore none of these fucking white women have jobs anymore because she suddenly has to be like this fucking you know uh respectability politics of being a teacher while she gets gunned down one day and you're also, like mad do, i'm like do y'all know how much teachers make y'all hate <laughs> like y'all hate teachers like so one you hate black women two you hate teachers i mean truly though <laughs> what's new <laughs> jesus christ i i think as a black person watching this show and as an immigrant with a very african name i try to defend nate as long as i could or give him the benefit of the doubt of at the very least and now it's just like yeah. my guy you've this is just like you you showed us your true colors you showed yeah. us who you are you told, oh, people don't really know me. Wait or wait to hear my side of the story. You told the story. And even after you had time to think about what you were going to say before you even hit Nick Vial up, this is what you came up with? <laughs> like, this was the pre-medit. Mm-hmm. This is an idiot. I'm sorry. <laughs> They're all idiots. They're all fucking dumbasses. Just truly idiotic. Leamy, this has been amazing. Thank you. As, as as you always uh i think we really uh solved some things i think we really figured it out we figured out logan we figured out rachel we like figured out these men and um i look forward to the next two weeks now i feel i feel better i feel like ready you know me too me too we know we know who our villains are we know who's messy yeah. we know who's a stoner it's so good so please come back i'm definitely gonna have you back during paradise yeah let everyone know where they can get your content you have a twitter too that you've been tweeting on yeah so um take this rose pod on instagram and twitter if anyone wants to follow my personal commentary sociopolitical mm-hmm. commentary uh, my Instagram is it means sunshine. Um, I also post a lot of like fashion, food, and yeah. movement content on there. If you are looking for non-fat phobic like movement and fitness content, I'm all about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and every you know, I have friends who 
message me for modifications. Um, don't follow fitness influencers who don't do modifications. It's ableist and very, very dangerous. Seriously. I'm like, wow. Oh, and if you want to see more of my kitten, that's yes. on my page too. So take this rose pod or it means sunshine on Instagram. Yeah, uh, the it means sunshine now. Twitter will mm-hmm. remain private because that is my safe space to be messy. Um, I need to follow that- you though. So we can. Yeah, absolutely. And also, you know, I, I, a lot of my tweets are in Swahili. So it's like some of you will be way through. That's great. That's great. And yeah, we look forward to whatever you end up doing in the future. I know you've been writing a lot about The Bachelor in a way that is very um, good to me. And I look forward to the future of that. And yeah, um, you all just make sure you're following Lini and checking them out and um, engaging with their content and just talking to them. Cause like, I mean, yeah, you don't necessarily post a ton right now, but I know you have, you can good conversations in the DMS. So <laughs> if you come good conversations in the DMS, yeah. I'm working on my own content behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I just, re- I had to honor my boundaries. And realize yeah. I'm not someone that can churn out content every week, especially when I'm, I do, I have to do research and, you know, solo podcasts are, are a lot harder. We, we can't like riff off each other. Um, yeah, but I'm excited. Well, uh, with that, you know, folks, uh, make sure you're having a good weekend. You stay well, stay hydrated. Uh, charge your phones, uh, masturbate, and all of the good things. And we will see you again next week for part one of the finale of DHL. Love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Descartes Pod. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Descartes Pod and follow your hosts at Jenna with a smile and at Drunk Feminist. Descartes Pod is produced by Andrew Olson. You can follow him on Instagram at Androne. Our music is by Jet Overly. Follow and support him on Instagram at Jetty Boy James. And our logo design is by Michaela Jane. You can find her work at MichaelaJane.com and on Instagram at Michaela Jane. Drop a review on iTunes if you're nasty like that. Bye. Bye. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is as above, so below.